tuning into Breakaway Beauties. We'd like to thank Mercedes-Benz of Nashville for allowing us to use their conference room. I'm Abigail Martin here with Cameron Martz. Hey. And Abby Miles. Hi. So as you'll know, the trade deadline is coming up on the 25th. It's really close. What all has happened so far? So I'm just going to kind of start from February 15th to now. Um, on February 15th, uh, the Flyers and the Edmonton Oilers traded goalie for goalie when they went for Cam Talbot and Anthony Stellars. February 16th, the Edmonton Oilers acquired Sam Gagner from the Vancouver Canucks, and they got Ryan Spooner back in return. On the 18th, the Chicago Blackhawks acquired Peter Holland from New York, and they got Darren Radish back in return. And on February 20th, the Boston Bruins acquired Charlie Coyle from the Minnesota Wild, and they got Ryan Donato and a 2019 fifth-round pick. And on February 21st, the Washington Capitals acquired Carl Haglin from the Los Angeles Kings and acquired a 2019 third-round pick and a conditional 2020 sixth-round pick. And then on February 22nd, <laughs> the Washington Capitals acquired Nick Jensen and a 2019 fifth-round pick from Detroit, and they got Madison Bowie and a 2019 second-round pick in return. And then February 23rd, the Dallas Stars acquired Ben Lovejoy from the New Jersey Devils and got Connor Carrick and a 2019 third-round pick in return. And I know you realize I skipped a pretty important one just because I kind of wanted to start a conversation on it. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets acquired Matt Duchesne from the Ottawa Senators. Who cares who they got back? They got Matt Duchesne. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought that's pretty crazy because I felt like he was really going with the Preds. A lot of the media people were like, hey, the Preds are really going after this. And then all of a sudden, Columbus came in there out of nowhere <laughs> and just snatched him from everyone. And they were just like... FBI, open up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Duchesne was the name that the Preds and a lot of fans have been talking about since last season. It's always, it's like you hear whispering, it's like, ooh, it's Matt Duchesne, bring him to Nashville, David Poyle. Matt Duchesne was a big name that the Preds and a lot of people were talking about, and to see him take a different route was surprising, but I wonder if something will happen in the offseason, if he makes oh his way into gold, question mark. It's just, I'm kind of confused because now that Columbus has Matt Duchesne, I just don't think they're going to look to trade Panarin anymore because now they're a powerhouse. To have Duchesne and Panarin on the same team is crazy, but then you hear Panarin wants to test out free agency this summer. So are they going to re-sign or are they going to let him go and see what what else he can do? I don't know. I feel like they'll let him go just because of the fact that Panarin doesn't want to stay. I think Panarin could do a lot more with the talent he has, and now that Columbus has Matthew Shane, I don't think they 100% need Panarin. I can I can kind of see both sides. I mean, I can see is, I think it depends on how it works out. I think if Duchesne really finds a way to fit in, if he wants to stay, if that is kind of going to, like, if, hmm. <laughs> I wonder if how Duchesne's play and how he fits in is going to really change Panarin's mind. If it works, great. If there's problems between them, then that's a problem, obviously, and he'll try to find his way out. But you know when you find a change in something, you want to see the good for the better. So I don't know. I can see both ways. I can see where he stays and, oh, are they going to give him up? I also want to know the general manager, like, their conversations. Was it – did people know that they were going after Duchesne or was this a surprise? And they're like, ha, I have, like you said, Abby, you get a powerhouse now. I want to know how that worked out, but – Different subject. No, I agree, though. I'm very excited to see how they play together. It's just like we've, we've never thought about it. We've never put the situations together because, I mean, Columbus just came out of nowhere. And But they're two power forwards. 
and I, I'm very, very excited to see how they play together. I'm really wondering if Columbus is going to sign an extension with Duchesne. I guess they'll wait and see how he plays throughout the season, and if he plays good enough, then I guess it's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of waiting games going around right now, right? Right after the Predators acquired Boyle, uh, David Boyle was like, okay, we're going to wait it out, we'll see what pops up. And then recently, in a press conference, he said the best deals are going to come in the last hour of the trade deadline. So, I think a lot of people are playing the waiting game right now. Not that you can really blame them, but you have to look at your options before you make such a big decision because it's a whole organization you're affecting. Life of being a Nashville Predators fan, you have to wait until the very last hour to see what's going to happen because David Boyle makes moves at the last minute. Yeah, but even with Columbus, I mean, they gave up two prospects and gave up two rookies. So, I mean... And they gave up a conditional first-rounder. So if Duchesne does sign, then Ottawa gets that first round back. But if he doesn't, then they don't get it. Yeah, so... so. Do they, did they overpay? Because they're potentially getting a rookie. I mean, not a rookie. Did they potentially overpay? Because they could be getting a rental for all they know. Mm-hmm. But again, that comes with the waiting game. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, yikes. I just I love trade deadline season for this this very reason. Oh, I just rhymed. <laughs> oh, boosters. Um, but no, I really do. This is this is like my favorite time of the year when it comes to hockey season. Obviously, besides like the playoffs, but trade deadline season is so much fun to keep up, like keep up with. It's terrifying. I know when the Preds got Boyle, I was sitting in calculus class and I'm half asleep. Cameron, I think you were the same way. You were like, oh, I'm gonna go take a nap, and then five minutes later. The Nashville Predators have acquired Ryan Boyle and Cody McLeod. We're just like, excuse me? And it completely, completely wakes you up. But Abby, I, I'm with you on this one. He likes to wait to the last hour. So I think 2 o'clock on the 25th, I'm not going to leave my phone. I'm probably just going to sit at home, skip school, and see I'll how life skip goes. Work. <laughs> yeah, I'll skip class. Cancel the whole day. It's canceled for the trade deadline. So with the Preds not making any trade deadline moves yet, what do you think they need in order to kind of stop the struggling they've had since Watson left. Abby, I know you're very, very sad. I wish you guys could see her face, but... I mean, there's no real replacement for Watson. That's the thing. If they're going to get anybody during the trade deadline, it's going to be a big name. And like I said, like me and you both said on the last podcast, I want Mark Stone. I still do. Um, but what what they're going to have to give up is going to be a lot. Somebody please say something. <laughs> What are y'all concerned about who the Predators are going to give up? I know there's been a lot of talk about people and scouts looking at Tolvi. Do you think Dante Fabro is going to be in the mix? Or are you worried about Tolvanen? Do y'all think he's overhyped? I know we're kind of going off the subject, but there's a potential threat that the Predators do lose Tolvi. So do you think that's going to be overpriced? How do you feel about if the Preds do lose him? I've seen media saying that the Preds aren't ready to give up Tolvanen, for a rental at least. So I think for David Poyle, I think he would have to know that the Preds aren't getting a rental with a player. So if It'd have the to Preds be like were an to, immediate like, yeah. signing for like multiple. So seasons, if the Preds yeah. were to get Mark Stone, they would have to know for a fact that it, he's not going to be a rental. Yeah, because Tol- giving up Tolvanen would be a big, big deal. Yeah, um, I'd be very upset personally. You want to give up Fiala? Go for it. <laughs> oh God, we're saying this again. I never saw again. that coming. <laughs> never saw like, that coming. I mean, I like Fiala. I really do. Do you? I. We yeah. have this conversation every podcast. We do. And it's never been positive. Because, like, for the last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about, like, trades and everything. And I, I genuinely think that 
Fiala would be a good piece to put towards somebody else. Like, it, <laughs> bye, Fiala. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Safe travels. <laughs> See, I was personally really worried when I saw that Craig Smith wasn't in the lineup for one of the games. Me too. I agree, because he hadn't practiced since, like, he had, didn't practice that Monday, I believe, that mm-hmm. week. And I remember Arvidsson. Um, which also scared the hell out of me. <laughs> which also freaked out Preds Facebook. Thank you very much, oh, all you Preds sure. Facebook people. I stay out. I try to stay far, far away from. Preds oh yeah, Facebook. no, it's, I, it's fun. It doesn't though. exist for me. There was an interview with David Poyle on one hundred four point five, the Zone, and David Poyle had said that he had no idea about what was wrong with Arvidsson and why he was a last minute scratch and all that, or not a last minute scratch. He wasn't um, participating in the practice. They didn't know if it was maintenance or if there was an injury or what was going on. And I think that really started to circulate rumors. But I personally, ugh, don't do that. Don't do that ever again, Preds fans. They're not going to touch anybody on Jofa for a while, I don't think. I'd also like to bring up, speaking of coaches not knowing what was going on, when Panarin was scratched and he was super sick and, like, oh puking God. John Tortorella. <laughs> he just threw him under the bus. He, like, was, just, yeah. he was literally shitting his pants, throwing up. He was he was so sick. Panarin's like, hey, coach, I don't want anybody to know about this. Please don't tell the guys in the locker room because you know he probably got Everybody a lot of for flipping it. out. Got a lot of <laughs> for it. <laughs> good one. That was good. Yeah. Oh, yikes. God, we have a jokester over here in the podcast. Uh, love a good Prince jokester. So speaking of scratches, the New York Rangers scratched recently three of their pretty solid players in order for, like, the trade deadline and stuff. How What do you guys think about that? Yeah, what was it? Zuccarello, Hayes, and McQuaid? Yeah. I know there's been talk about the Preds possibly being interested in Zuccarello, but I'm not, I'm not really sure how I feel about that right now. Yeah, I don't know, but... A lot of teams are putting a lot of scratches out just to keep them healthy for just in case. And, again, nothing's happened for a second. So, waiting game 5.0, is that you? Waiting game number 6,432. It's true. Very true. I don't know. I. It's hard being having David Poyle wait till the last minute. It's also really hard, like, just in general, just in the NHL, waiting for teams to make the trade. You're waiting for Panarin, see where he goes. You're yeah. waiting for Mark Stone, where is he going to go? Like, imagine being an NHL player, like a player that's regularly on the roster for games and just being told you're scratched tonight. Like, what What do you think goes through their head? I probably fear, honestly. Yeah. I would be so scared, so worried. Like, what if the team's not good? What if I'm the reason the team doesn't have chemistry anymore? Like, I would get in my head so bad imagine, if I were in those shoes. Imagine Jason Spezza getting traded to the Predators. Oh my god, how would you feel about that since you uh, obviously take to Twitter all the time that you don't like him? I I would not appreciate it. I feel like that's rude. <laughs> that would be rude if the Preds did that to me. Um, but I mean, it's not like Jason Spezza has like shown interest in being a Preds player. He actually said that he would. this would be the last place he'd want to end up. But And he always seems to score against them, which pisses me off. <laughs> like the one thing, the other night when the Preds played the Dallas Stars, I looked at my dad I said... The one thing that I want tonight is for Jason Spezza to not score. And you know who scored? Jason f***ing Spezza. I want to say that you tweeted about it, too. I did. Okay. I told, I tweeted that I wanted Jason Spezza to get hit in the ankle with the Razor Scooter. Oh. Which oh, I, yep. Oh, that's like some serious pain. I know, yeah, right? that was a little much, Seriously? I think. No, I thought it was. You're suspended. <sighs> suspended for off-ice conduct, potentially. <laughs> 
So a pretty thing, a big thing that happened recently, Connor McDavid, two game suspension for an illegal check to the head. That's pretty. It's a pretty big deal, because the Preds are playing them here pretty soon, and Connor McDavid's not going to be there. So what do you guys think? Uh, what's going to happen? Dub, dub season. <laughs> I would hope so. That's, <laughs> a, that's, that's a good answer, Abby. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's a good answer, Abby. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so in that game where McDavid drew, like, drew that penalty, he scores the game-winning goal in overtime. So how big do you all think it's going to affect the Oilers for this two games and especially them playing the Preds here soon? I mean, Connor McDavid is kind of the leading force of their whole team. Kind of. Connor McDavid <laughs> is the leading force of their whole team. And, I mean, I feel like they're just going to be lost without him. I think it's going to be a really big loss. But I also, like, I want to take us back to when the Preds were all, like, they all had, like, the food poisoning and everything when we were against the Pens. When they were against the Pens, what, like, two seasons uh, ago? I think it was the Red Wings. It was it the was Pens. The, it was at Detroit when they got the suit. It was at Detroit, but when they oh. came home, it yeah. was against the Penguins. Oh, yeah. Because UC Soros was in goal. They didn't have anybody, and... I'm sure everybody else thought the pe- the Preds are going to get an easy loss. It, I mean, it's the Pens. And then what What did they win? 5-1? Yeah, close to that. Something like that. So I, I want to say that it'll be like an easy win, but at the same time, I feel like they're going to play their absolute hearts out knowing that they don't have their star player. Yeah. And it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, but hoping for the best. Always. Um, uh, so speaking of hoping for the best, um, St. Louis Blues – are no longer on a winning streak. Thank God. They were getting way too close to the Preds. Oh, yeah. No, Uncomfortably like close. Shout out to Nate. You guys lost. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, I mean, good. honestly, good on the Blues for coming yeah. out of their, like, slump. They're 14th in the West in January. Yeah. And, and here we are. Yeah, now they're third place. If the playoffs started today, they'd be playing the Preds in the first round. Preds, thank God, would have home ice advantage. Yeah, (laughs) but that's crazy to think about, like, 11 straight wins. And they still have three games in hand on the Preds. Yeah. And we had talked about the Blues. We had, like, in their slump, what, the the fight and practice and everything. Abby, you said that you would give them to the All-Star break. Well, here they are. They come with a franchise record of 11 wins. The Stars snap it, but... Wow. I mean, we talked about how much everything can change because once you hit rock bottom or something close to it, as soon as you start flirting with that line, you know something's got to change and it's going to either get better or you're going to stay the same. They got better. So it was cool. It was. It took me by surprise. I don't know about y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Took me. They have a great goalie now in Jordan Bennington. Yeah. He is phenomenal. It's another Carter Hart situation. Completely, like – blows them out of the water and makes them an actually good team. Isn't Carter Hart injured now? Yeah. Carter Hart's going to be missing 10 days. Oh, man. I know. And, yeah, he's going to miss the stadium series that's coming up. So that's that's a pretty big deal because since they're facing off against the Pens, that's a that's a rivalry game. So that's not oh, one. I haven't seen this game before. Never. Yeah, really. <laughs> I was really surprised, you know? No, but even with the Blues winning 11 games, I mean, honestly, as much as I hate to talk about it, the Blackhawks – They've been, sadly, playing actually decent. They're no longer winning. in the bottom three. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And it took I don't a while. like that. I don't like the fact that they're, like, neck and neck with Colorado. 
Yeah, and like not only did the I'd like to go back to the Blues for a second. Not only did they win eleven games, they demolished every team that they played oh, by yeah. multiple goals. Yeah, like I don't Tarasenko. Tarasenko uh, just decided to show up. Yeah. Oh, him and O'Reilly—that's a dangerous, dangerous pairing that they oh, have there. Yeah. And going for if, sure. if they keep this fire streak coming up, like yeah, they lost one game. That's still eleven and one in their last twelve. Yeah. If they keep this going, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. And we are going to be – if they keep this going, they're going to be very dangerous in the playoffs, and the Preds are going to be their first competition. I'm so amazed with how they really turn things around. It's like something just clicked. You One week – I guess I can't say one week because I'm dramatic. I'm going to say one week they're fighting each other and they're pissed off and just yikes, all yikes. And then the next – they're on an 11-game winning streak. Good for them. Oh, yeah, it was great for them. That's – because I can't imagine – I can't imagine. But imagine your team is going through a slump. You watch the guys that you kind of idolize that you really love and grow up with, you love to see on the ice, they're fighting each other, which is not a good sign. And I know I keep going back to the fight, but that's that's, that's really – That's bottom, like you said. Awful. That's, that's a big thing, though, awful. to fight in practice. Yeah, because that's something in the locker room that's going on, and you know that – like, they were holding grudges. Oh, yeah. But, because I didn't see a hug after. I didn't see them go dance around the ice right after doing that. Yeah. But, because you're going to kind of pick sides in the locker room. Like, so if it's Preds, you have, I don't know, Kem Fiala and P.K. Subban are fighting. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who's going to win that fight. I wonder whose side I'm on. <laughs> Kevin's, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're going to have people that, you're going to have, Yossi be like, no, PK was right, and I don't know, Rocco Grimaldi's going to be like, Rocco Grimaldi's going to be like, okay, Kevin's right. It's going to split them up like that. Is I know. Rocco and Kevin's right? I just threw out a name. I'm sorry. They're like the same height. Um. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but not only with those two players or whoever's involved with the fight, you're going to split up the rest of the team, and I don't know. They bounced back from that and got a franchise record. Good for them. Yeah, I'll take it. Wasn't fun. I mean, it was it was fun to watch from a Preds perspective since they are so many points or were so many points ahead of them. So we were just kind of watching from the outside. Um, but now they're pretty close yeah, with games in hand. I mean, now that they have their winning streak, they can chill out a little bit. Coming from the Preds perspective, they can calm down. We give you but. permission to calm down. <laughs> It's okay. You've had your 11-game winning streak. Chill out. If you're listening, calm down. <laughs> Blues organization, yeah. If you're listening, then, uh, yeah, you can stop winning now. That'd be great for us. I mean, Dallas took care of that. Ooh. Yikes. Don't like Jason Spezza, but I like that win. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not following us on Twitter. At Breakaway Buttes. Yeah. You kind of missed out, I guess, for this episode. We asked for hockey and or personal questions you would love for us to answer, and we just might as well answer your questions. So our first question from Preds and Threads asks, what do you think is the difference between the team that won the President's Trophy last year and the team that might hit 100 points this time around since roster has changed so little? I have theories, but I'll hang up and listen. Um, I honestly don't know. I think it's just like, I don't know. That's a good question, though. That's Thank a you very for good question. Thank you for putting that <laughs> Thank out. you for answering. <laughs> um... That's that's a hard question, because there's there weren't many roster changes, so 
I don't know. Was it? Maybe it's just the heart. Maybe. It's just, like, I guess age in a way? Because, like, they're a year older now. <laughs> I'm going to say they don't want the President's Trophy curse. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe that's their theory, too. Yeah, President's but. Trophy curse is definitely <laughs> Maybe they're like, okay, let's avoid getting the President's Trophy. Like, we'll still be okay, but I don't want first place, and that's okay. But also, it was injuries. Injuries has plagued this team for the first majority of the season. Yeah. And last season, they were healthy. Everybody was healthy. And it's been big names, too, that took the downfall. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, <coughs> Arts and <coughs> Philip <coughs> Watson. <coughs> yeah, I think <coughs> we got a nasty cold going around here. <coughs> PK. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you could make a make a point about the injuries. That's really what killed the Preds in all of this. Like, obviously, you can't blame it all on injuries because a lot of it's Arizona had plenty of injuries, and they still managed to be somewhat okay. And, but you can also say the power play. Yeah. Our, the special teams for the Preds has been god-awful, like you said last podcast. It's been a f***ing show. And no matter what, no matter how much they practice, no matter – we need they need a new power play coach. Well, first of all, thank you, Philip Forsberg, and thank you, Kyle Turris, for the power play Ooh, goals. Thank God. God. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Those two goals have been so recent in February – February, excuse me. And I think that's – okay, dramatic, but – that's been more than this whole season, and it's been in February. I, that's all I can ask for, those two goals. I know we just totally directed subjects, but just shout out to Kyle Turris and my boo, Philip. You're doing great things, sweetie. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. From Oren X, we have, with Seattle joining the league, what do you all think is the best team name for the team? Kraken, Totems, etc. Kraken, easy. First of all, rewind. I'd like to say that we have talked about this before. First podcast. But it was, it was, in, our, it was in the second podcast that we didn't post. Because oh, yeah. of yeah. quality issues, but we did have this conversation, and pretty much to sum it up, we all said Kraken, but me and Abigail did not know what a Kraken was, yeah. so that was a good, like, 30-minute conversation of what the heck a Kraken is. So. But now we've learned, so now we can discuss it, actually, with it being not confusing. Seattle Kraken, that just, like, it, it yeah. slips off your tongue, it's easy. I think all the other ones are kind of stupid and, like, generic. I don't like totems, and I think eventually that could come to, a, like, a cultural controversy. Probably. That's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams are having to change their names, change their mascots. So like, you know I, how much the Blackhawks get for it? Yeah. Like, the Native American? Now the Preds. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, was a co- that was a college research thing. I'm not, that, I'm not pissed about it. I love the Sabercats. <laughs> go Nashville Sabercats! Woo! Let's go Sabercats! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, but, like, the Sea Lions, that's... And the cougars. The Kraken is just so intimidating. It and it's, really like, is. so unique. Yeah. I think you could do something, Abby, in the deleted podcast. You talked about what all they could do for on-ice things. And, I mean, with Vegas, they're obviously, like, really theatrical and everything. So I think if you have the Kraken, it gives you the availability to really do a lot of really cool effects and things on the ice. It opens up a lot of doors for a lot of creativity. Yeah. I agree. But I'm very excited to see what they actually choose because it'll probably be something stupid like the seabirds or something. Seabirds, yeah. Seabirds, I love So that. intimidating. Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seabirds, Waterbirds, Seattle Goldfish. I like that. Seattle Goldfish, Seattle Nemos. <laughs> I like that better. Seattle Dories. Dor- that's what I was going to say. I want Dories. <laughs> so our next question is from Skip, Skip Historian on Twitter. 
He asked, if we have to lose one of the four defensemen to Seattle in the expansion draft, who do you pick to expose? There's also a bonus question, but we'll answer that first question first. Who pick to expose? None of them. Save the whole team. Honestly, if... uh, I don't know. That's such a hard one, because, like... uh, He's a top 4D, right? I'm not going to lie. I say PK. I'd say PK, too. Because I think Eki and Ellie are better. And Yossi, there's no way in hell that's happening. Yeah, no, we Yossi is needs to be a Norris Trophy winner. And but. PK has been the biggest, like, on-ice distraction. Not, I don't want to call him a distraction, but he's been a distraction on ice. He's just, it, it seems like he's not with his game recently. Like, he's I love PK. He's turning into the defense of P- Kevin Fiala. Yeah, I love PK, but I just, I think we have the D-man to... Me. I think the Preds have the D-man that they need. I mean, I don't think... I mean, PK, obviously, big-name player. Probably, he's pretty much the face of the organization at this point. And I don't think the Preds should keep him. I'm just at the point where I love his off-ice contributions more than his on-ice contributions. And I I think that's an issue. I love that we're having... This is a great question. Um, I personally am not the biggest fan of PK. I haven't been since the acquisition... And because obviously Shea Weber, we've all grown up with him, and it hurts my heart a lot. But so that was one thing. But PK, I wasn't, I didn't believe that he was going to be a cancer in the locker room, as everyone in Montreal had said. But he's not my favorite person on ice because I see a lot of selfishness, not just puck control, but taking stupid penalties, letting your emotions get too far into it. Obviously, like, I would hope you'd be emotionally invested, but for the better of your team, don't sit in the penalty box. Don't leave the Predators shorthanded. So I'm okay that you'll give him this recognition. But, Abby, I think he has been – I'm not going to say you're Kevin Fiala defenseman, but the Kevin Fiala defenseman. And I would be – I'd say he would be the first one, I believe. I do want to mention that while we're on that topic. You said that he shouldn't be putting us shorthanded. What do you think about Philip Forsberg doing that twice? Well, he's Philip Forsberg. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, that man can do literally – I'm not going to finish that sentence. I also want to ask you, what do you think about the the, woo, the woos that caused that Kings goal? Okay. <laughs> this is a subject. This is a PSA coming from Abigail Martin. Don't get me confused with them. I hate – wooing the only there's nothing ever good that comes out of a woo like whenever you woo you're basically giving the other team permission to score because the Preds hate it like the Preds hate it get over it it's not just I that hates it it's the Preds but and I know some of you are going to be like oh but Brian Boyle he scored right after his first goal with the Preds at home against Montreal was right after booze let's get one thing straight this is right after Brian Boyle. So, my excuse, and rightfully so, this is the first time it's ever happened. He just got back from, he just got here from New Jersey. So, I'm going to say that he's still in the New Jersey Devils mindset. He wasn't in the Predators mindset. So, he's used to the, oh, he's, oh, you're going to woo? I'm going to score. That's all I have to say. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, before we finish all the questions, we do have Skip. He asked a bonus question attached to the other one. Do you think the Preds uh, protect all four? In the expansion draft. No. I think the Preds have too many good forwards yeah. to protect four defensemen. Yeah. And, I mean, 
what are the odds is that they do take a defenseman? They might not take PK. You never know. They might be looking for a forward instead of a defenseman, depending on what, what else. What yeah, what else they get from other teams. I mean, it's not like they are like, okay, we need we need a defenseman from the Preds. They might say, oh, we need a forward. We need this. We need that. So if you had to pick, what just pick one player that you'd want uh, Seattle to take in the expansion draft? PK. Forward or defenseman or goalie? Don't even say goalie. goalie. (laughs) Don't say goalie ever again. (laughs) Not a goalie. I'd honestly, Goudreau, I'd totally be okay if he's young. He has the talent. The Preds don't need him. Give him up. You already know who I'd say, so I'm not even going to bring it up. Hmm. Austin? Yeah, Austin Watson? (laughs) He's not even eligible. (laughs) Speaking of Justin, don't we have a question from Justin? I don't know Uh, who Justin is. Who's Justin? <laughs> um, Justin, let me get it up. Oh, Justin. We deleted it. <laughs> Sorry. Got lost. Justin said, the Monstars are stealing the skills of six current hockey players to take on the Looney Tunes. What six players' talents are they stealing? Justin just made me lose brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> He's stealing my talents by stealing my brain cells <laughs> reading that question. Look at the replies. A lot of a lot of y'all responded to his a replies, not to us. Justin stole our thunder. That's yeah. what I told him, and he's like, oh, it's not my fault. Okay. If you don't understand the reference, you're all fired. So. All right. Bye, guys. I was born in 2001. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Sorry. Gotta go. I know it's Space Jam, but that's yeah, it's space about Jam. it. That's Wait, he said NHL players, not just Preds, right? Yeah, he said NHL yeah. players. Aren't the, mo- the Monstars the bad dudes? Yes, because the Looney Tunes are good bubbles. <laughs> um, good bubbles. Patrick Kane. <laughs> Patrick Kane, Jason Spezza. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we hate? Who else do we really hate? Ryan Suter. Who else? Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler. Sidney Crosby. Who's their goalie? Who's goalie? Who's the goalie that we hate? Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, yes. You. You can see yourself out. Bye. You're off the podcast. <laughs> this is officially my last podcast. Not the last one, this one. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Breakaway Beauties. I'm Abby Miles, and this is Cameron Mark. Henry Gonquist, I just don't. I hate him. I, I hate died. him so much. I, I, I hate him. He's probably the only goalie that I hate. I hate him. Yeah, because I normally love goalies, but he just rubs me the wrong way. I was just about to say that he rubs <laughs> me the wrong way. I hate him. He's just very cocky. All I think about is him pushing the goal over when he got frustrated to stop the play and then ended up getting a penalty for it a couple years ago. He's such a crybaby. Trying to look for him. Love the picture in my head that comes up whenever I think about him of him laying face first on the ice when L.A. scored in overtime. Alec <laughs> Martinez, 2014 Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's just it's iconic, just him laying flat on the ice after a defeat. So as we start to wrap things up, I'd like to mention our featured breakaway of this episode. From your Nashville Predators, Rocco Grimaldi. He undresses Heiskanen of the Dallas Stars and goes past glove side on Kadobin. What a goal. Honestly, it was beautiful. It was to give the Preds the lead. Couldn't ask for anything better from Rocco. I love that man. He goes backhand, forehand, and just completely undresses Kadobin. He wasn't ready. He didn't realize. He wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to let you keep talking, but okay. No, but it was a good goal, though. I guess nobody expects Rocco Gamaldi to be able to do that. I think, I, pre- I think some Preds fans do. I know, but, like, 
Dallas Stars Like opposing, players. okay, yeah. I got you. Heiskanen didn't, definitely didn't. I, has he turned around yet? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, really. <laughs> I, I still think he's looking the other way. I don't think he's turned around yet. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I think he's still witness, like still wondering where the goal was. Like, where <laughs> he's the still is. looking up the ice. Yeah. He had to review the highlight very much. Like He had to figure out, where did I go wrong? How much did he beat me by? Why did I do this? How much did he beat you by? A lot. So I think that'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Breakaway Beauties, and we can't wait to listen and talk to you guys next. Bye, guys. Bye.